Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Thanks to this Belly Up Media production. Some said we'd go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. The following announcement has been paid for, but it's full board added I'm Matt. This is Sal. While well, it's not Monday, today is Thursday, and here we right. are, your wrestling addicts. And holy shit, has it been a week? <laughs> it's been it's been a roller coaster week, especially for me. I've been doing uh, live coverage for Wrestling Inc. since last week, so it's <laughs> it's a nice the first night I haven't done any coverage. So rest tonight from wrestling (laughs) yeah um between work school starting again yeah you know we had raw smackdown clash at the castle all out it's just been it's been a lot and we almost didn't do a show today but yeah you know there's just been so much that's happened that we would just be super far behind and I am interested in to hear your opinion on things. I want to hear the millions, well, not millions, but (laughs) I want to hear the fans that listen. I want to hear what, what they think of everything going on. Um, I'm going to tweet out that we're going live so people could uh, give us a listen. So do you want to start, with let's start with all out because i know that was the that was the later of the pay-per-views but i think (laughs) you can can say that again you can say later again (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah uh sunday was a interesting day for me i did uh live coverage for wrestling inc for (laughs) till like 3 30 all the way till 11 30 it was insane. I did the um, the NXT pay-per-view Worlds Collide, which was a decent show, but, you know, 
I forgot about is, that actually. Yeah, it's NXT, but it was a decent show. Um, I would shout out one match on that show that I suggest everybody watch is Carmelo Hayes and Ricochet. That was that was a banger. I mean, that was such a good match. If anybody hasn't watched that match, go watch it because it was it was a hidden gem of the weekend. I'll put it that way. But then we got to All Out, which started at seven o'clock. Um, the pre-show that they called Zero Hour started at seven, and I'll just put it this way: that I, they could have did away with that. <laughs> they the matches on that show just were mediocre. I just it, it, I don't know if you saw clips of it on Twitter or anything like that, but you had Eddie Kingston versus Tomohiro Ishii, which is a guy from New Japan. Okay. And um wasn't great. Wasn't my type of match that I enjoy. Uh you had Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti or Ty Mello against uh Ortiz and Ruby Soho, which was a botch fest that ended up in Ruby Soho getting her nose broken. So, <laughs> bro, it looked, that. Her, she's lucky it was only her nose because the way that clip that I saw where Ty kicked her in the head and then Sammy just like just dropped her, just bro, dropped she her. landed on her neck. Like that's... she, she's lucky she didn't break her neck. And I saw yeah. that. I saw that during my coverage, and I said, "Oh my god, this show is starting off with a broken neck." But lucky for her, she's you know <laughs> she didn't break her neck, but she broke her nose. Um, and what what other match was on that? Oh, um, Pack versus Kip Sabian, which was a throwaway match. It was a it was an, it was all right for what it was. But then we got to the main show, and um, we started off with the casino ladder match, and. Obviously, at the end, we all know what happens. You know, the Joker comes out with a mask and Stokely Hathaway and his faction help him win the chip. And we don't know who is under the Joker mask. Everybody can assume it's MJF. And it was obvious. I mean, we all knew it was MJF. But I just thought this was just a brutal way to bring back MJF after all of this. This is the this is what they came up with. Uh, I, I so, wasn't a fan of it. So I, I agree with you on that. Um, it just seemed, it seems so out of place because after, what was it, May or June when he did that pipe it bomb? It was June 1st. Yep. June 1st, he does that. And then yep. you don't hear anything from yep. him at all. Radio they don't silent. even mention him. Did they even mention him on Dynamite at all, or? Nope. They it was we haven't heard a word from him since June first. So June, July, August, September, pretty much the, he had the whole summer off. Yeah, that was it. Like the the one thing that I did like, the one thing that I did like the most was, you know, at the end when Punk won. Mm-hmm. And they did the big reveal that it was MJF. I liked <laughs> the the voicemail from Tony Khan that they played. Only the only reason why I like it 
is because it wouldn't have made any sense at all for him to say everything he did and then to come back out of nowhere and be like, yes, I'm going to, I'm going to win this bootleg money in the bank match. And yeah. So like for me, it just, it gave a little, a little closure on, cause it, like it just, I want to say punk fucked everything up to be honest. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to jump ahead, but to talk about MJF right now, I feel like it, it would have been good if everything that happened after the show didn't take place. Oh, it would have been perfect. The MJF and Punk storyline continues. It's the best thing that CM Punk has done with AEW was that storyline with MJF. That was gold. That was that did the most ratings AEW has seen since then. It. And obviously we know, we'll we'll get to it, but we know where that's going now. But the whole voicemail thing with Tony, I I liked it, but you just knew it was going to be MJF. After after the first, like, the casino, the ladder match, and you see him walk out, and you know it's him, it's his mannerisms, the way he walks. You could tell just the body figure, it's him. you you were expecting it to be him. Imagine if you didn't know it was him at all. You didn't know he was showing up and he just comes out and like almost like a Scott Hall moment, just walks down, walks down from the crowd and just, you know, attacks punk and Moxley and creates chaos. I wanted chaos. And he just oh, you got it. Out. <laughs> there was <laughs> well, definitely yeah. chaos. <laughs> there was cha- there was chaos, but um, I, I just I, I popped everybody. But that the place went insane. The place came unglued um, when MJF came out at the end of the night and revealed himself. But yeah, dude, as soon as he put the scar, like first of all, you knew it was him. You yeah. knew it was him by looking the back of his head. But then when he put the scarf on. Then it was like, oh shit, like yeah. it, it's going down. I get why they did the whole ladder match thing and had him come out because he has to ha- he has to get a way to get a title match. Tony's not just going to give him a title match, but now he's this heel who has this you know casino chip of like you said a bootleg Money in the Bank briefcase. Um, I-, I guess that, but there was ways you could have done it better. I guess I, it, it just fell flat. I mean, the crowd was like, what the heck? Like they were like silent when that whole Joker came out and you have Stokely Hathaway in his group. What is MJF a part of that group? Like, I don't, so I, I don't know the way. Cause what was Stokely just... was randomly handing out cards to people, right? Yeah. He was randomly handing out cards. How long has he been doing that for? Oh, I'd say maybe two months, maybe. Two months. So to me, because I don't think I only watched uh, the opening promo of Dynamite last night. I had a fantasy draft that got fucked up because Yahoo is the worst platform to use for fantasy sports. And... It just it took I used, a little. I use the ESPN app. longer. 
You know what? I I use Sleeper for a few leagues, and it's mm-hmm. pretty good. Uh, the Sleeper app. I actually get breaking news notifications before like ESPN or like Bleacher Report would tweet it out. So, or I would yeah. get those updates, but it because of that fiasco, I wasn't able to fully watch Dynamite. I was busy working today, so like it just seemed that they didn't follow up with i mean stokely i'll say this stokely and his faction came out and did like a two minute segment at the top of the ramp and like it was stokely and his faction with the most random people in the world ethan page uh morrissey and uh the gun brothers now and they have lee moriarty no, out i'm there. sorry the ass boys now that they're heels they're calling themselves the gun brothers but uh, it's just, and they did some stupid thing. They attacked some uh, production assistant or something. I, it's just so stupid. I don't know what they're doing I, with that whole thing. See, I feel like it's a missed opportunity because if you if you had Stokely going around handing out cards, recruiting different people, I mean, big casts. You know, MJF brought him into AEW. So, right. like, it, it kind of would have made sense that, you know, MJF had Tony Khan by the balls. He ended up mm-hmm. giving in, giving right. him the money he wanted, put him in the ladder match. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would have did almost like a million-dollar man type of thing to where MJF was paying these people to do his bidding. You I know? mean, maybe – But, like, maybe... follow up with it, you know, like – have something to where MJF is given Stokely like a duffel bag. Because, like, if you're going to do, like, the little thing to where you're playing the voicemail, just so there's, like, it makes sort of sense to why, you know, MJF wasn't on TV for three months or why he wasn't even mentioned. Like, that's why I appreciated the voicemail because it was like, oh, okay. So they were negotiated. Right, which is why he hasn't been around. Because to me, like, and we said this before in other episodes, it was always getting cold. You know, you had this fire, yeah, fire promo that everybody was talking about, and then like you didn't even announce that he was being suspended. You know, like you should have did something like that because when you blur the lines too much. It may lead people to think, oh, maybe MJF really said that. Is he coming back? But that's okay when it's an actual work. But then when you have what happened after the show, people thought all that was a work. I was reading on Twitter. Someone's like, um, oh, the the whole thing is a work. Tony Khan was sitting right next to Punk when he was saying everything. You know, um, for uh, for the scorum. Oh man, none of that. None of that was. None of that was was a work. But like, like for me, it's I liked that it they did that little thing for MJF. Yeah, no. Like it it made you think. Oh, okay. You know, Tony Khan is his bitch, and he he gave in. Yeah. So let's see where this goes. Let's see where it goes. He had a great promo last night. He worked. He MJF works the crowd like no other. I mean, oh. he is just—he's a master at working the crowd. And 
I'm happy he's back, obviously, right now. And we'll get into it. But right now they need MJF because, boy, oh, boy, um, a lot going on. But, yeah, you know, I, I wasn't crazy about the way they brought him back. But I'm I'm at the point where I'm just happy he's there. <laughs> yeah. I, and um, and he's, he's definitely needed. And yeah. his promo last night, he – not many people – Past, present, current, were are able just to have the audience in the palm of their hand like he does. And I thought for like a hot second, I'm like, oh, is he going to be a babyface because of everything happening? You know, he's going to come in or like be like in the middle. In a I knew I was waiting. I as I was doing covers, I was like, yeah, all right. Who's I was like, all right. They're going to send somebody out there. He's either going to be Danielson or Moxley, and it turned out to be Moxley. And I give Moxley – I give, you know, Moxley crap sometimes, but what a promo. I mean, that was that was a passionate promo. It kind of was like, you know, everybody else, you know, is gone, and I'm here. I'm the one taking the ball. I'm the one that's going to lead this company, and good for him. You know, I, I I'm – not crazy about his wrestling style, but um, good for him. I thought he did a good promo last night. You know, it's funny you say that because as he was cutting that promo, it like oh, it was almost like uncharacteristic for him. Meaning, like yeah. he he definitely gives passionate promos. But he very rarely gives, like, um, the leader of the locker room promo, I feel. Right. Yeah. You know, he, like, he, yeah. He did a good job. He did a good job. He took the bulls by the horn. Somebody needed to. And, you know, he he, he did a hell of a job. He brought the, brought the audience back. And, um good for him i'm not i like i said i'm not the biggest moxley fan in the world i'm not crazy about his wrestling style but you know i'm interested to see where this all goes with him it's yeah it's definitely it's definitely going to be interesting and i mean all right so let's let's talk about how the show started did, did, wait did the show start with tony khan and uh yeah, dynamite. Yeah, yeah. They did a little video package uh, recapping the MJF return, and then it went. Commentary was like, "Okay, uh, address from Tony Khan," and then you see Tony Khan in a pre-tape reading off a teleprompter. And oh, absolutely, you could easily tell he was. Listen, oh, I'm not saying see, he shouldn't be. Could, no, he should be because he's horrible on the mic. Oh, I'm sorry, he's horrible. I'm happy I, this was a pre-tape. I think he's just horrible in general. Because <laughs> it's you know what it is? It's it's almost like you're hanging out with the boss's son and not the boss. You know, oh, it's well, almost yeah. like a young it's almost like a young Shane McMahon type of thing when uh WrestleMania 14, um Mike Tyson is, you know, in, in the main event of WrestleMania with uh, Shawn Michaels and Austin. And I, you know, listened to the Bruce Pritchard podcast and just other documentaries that Shane hung out with Mike Tyson leading up to that. And... Yeah, you saw him in the Rumble. I think it was Rumble 98, and they showed uh, 
Shane hanging out with Tyson and stuff yeah. like that. Yep. So like you had that, like the way that relationship probably was, like Tyson wouldn't have with Vince. And I feel like how they're going out, they're partying. I don't think oh, Vince yeah. is going to be partying with like you know Mike Tyson or the way Tyson would act with Shane with Vince wouldn't it be like with Shane. And not just to get too out there, just like seeing to talk about you know the scarum. I guess just I don't think anyone respects Tony Khan. In a oh, way. not not anybody in the world, and um. But the people he, that need to respect him are the people that he hands hands paychecks to, the people that wrestle yeah. for his company. And it just he's you know, he doesn't know what to drink out of a fucking water bottle. Get the guy a straw. I, he doesn't know I, how to speak, how to conduct himself. It's super unprofessional. He's not he's not a he's not the boy. You're not boys with these guys. You know, you're not a he, fucking fan. You're the he, boss. Yeah, he he acts like a fan, which is nice. We're all fans of wrestling. I'm happy the owner is a fan of what he owns. He, but at some point, you have to act like a boss, and he he just doesn't. I'm sorry. He just he he sat there while CM Punk went on this diatribe and did not do a single thing to stop it. Didn't say okay, like let's stop or cut his mic off or stop him in his tracks. He did nothing. He sat there and made weird faces. That's all he did. He, he, and it he, just uh, it looked horrible on his end. It made the company look horrible. And I, can you imagine Vince McMahon or Triple H or Stephanie McMahon? Hell, even Nick Khan. Can you imagine any of those people just sitting there and allowing CM Punk to just go on that ridiculous rant that he went on that's i don't see any of that happening i'm glad you said that because i was talking to other people about it a few of my friends and i'm like dude imagine after clash at the castle fucking triple h is sitting there and roman started doing that like what do you think would happen triple h what do you think would happen triple h doesn't even sit next to the performer he sits at the end of the table out of the picture while the talent is front and center like it should be he's off to the side sitting at the end of the table where he can't be seen and the talent is in the middle that's the way it should be the owner the owner doesn't have to be sitting right there let your talent do just I, it just, I don't know, just the Tony Khan no, no. with these weird faces, and it's just ridiculous. You're you're absolutely right, though, because do you see his dad on the fucking sidelines every Sunday for the Jaguar game? No. Do, do you see his dad sitting next to fucking Trevor Lawrence getting, you know, before he goes into the game? Like, it just no, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't make sense, and it's not, it, it's a big problem. Obviously, it's a big problem, and you know that pre-tape. The pre-tape that he did last night was fine. The only thing I a little nitpicking, you just gonna ignore. You just said, "Well, I had to, unfortunately, or whatever." He said, "Vacate the uh, the world title and the trios titles." Okay, well, why? 
Like, yeah. let your audience know. Like, it, and I understand there's legal problems right now. You probably can't say why, but just say due to backstage fallout. Due to you could have said due to backstage fallout with the champions, I had to unfortunately vacate the title. Yeah, he could have just said something like that. He just said, "Oh, and you know, I have to vacate the titles," and uh, I don't know. But that's just a nitpicking part of it. No, you know what? I I agree with you on that because, all right, look at it this way: when one of the Usos get get a DWI. They're off TV. They get suspended. But at least, you know, when the news does break, WWE isn't, doesn't play stupid about it. They'll be like, you know, due to the actions of – and they'll, they'll, like, give their real name. Yeah. Just, you know, uh, they're, they're suspended. We don't, like – These are not actions that the WWE believes in, shit like that. Like, every, every single fucking person on the planet knows what happened. I don't know if it's maybe just because of yeah. what I tweet, what I look at, but even on like no, the, a majority like, of the audience, a majority of the audience is going to know what happened. But like, say you're a casual viewer or say you don't live on the internet or you don't, you know, maybe you don't, maybe you deleted Twitter. Maybe you don't have Twitter anymore. Yeah. But, it, you know, I, I know you can Google it or something like that, but it would have been nice for him to just say, Anything like just due to backstage fallout with the champions, I must vacate the belts. You know, something I, like I that. I agree. Don't but, don't, uh, make, uh, don't play stupid. Yeah, it's just you're like, gonna sit we, there and let everything go down the way it went down, but then you're gonna be like with your fucking googly eyes bouncing all over the place. And, so know, I, I had give to, Tony. I give Tony credit. Uh, he did vacate the belts, which is was the right thing to do. But I don't know. Just add, just throw something in there. Like, oh, due to backstage, acknowledge it. Acknowledge that it happened. Like, yeah, exactly. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's the best that he didn't. Maybe I don't know. But, um, oof, that that scrum was just. Uh, did you watch any of it? Um, or parts of it at least. So I watched part of it because, you know, like everybody was talking about it. So like I heard about it like the next morning. But um, real quick, before we get into it, it's going to take a quick commercial break for our audio listeners. And um, we'll get into CM Punk and everything that he said (laughs) in a moment because we will be right back it's winter time when temperatures go down the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them so don't risk a costly replacement stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the service guard appliance repair program from black hills energy it's peace of mind in a plan Visit BlackHillsEnergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 
Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Bakers, fresh for everyone. And we're back. All right. Thank you very much, everybody, for continuing to stay and listen to us. Um, So after the seven-hour extravaganza of All Out, they had their post-media press conference. And I didn't hear about everything that happened until I woke up – the next morning or probably late that night. Honestly, I don't really remember because I was just so like for me. And like, I was texting you early in the week. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand what caused all of this because in reality, it happened two weeks ago. I feel like when, when punk went into business for himself, when he called out page Adam hangman page in his hometown, Mm -hmm. Get an answer. I was a coward. The whole page stuff. That's only part of it. Right. But I feel like that was the, that was the first domino in a way, maybe because I, I went back and I listened to it. What page was saying. And you know what? I don't necessarily think he was fully wrong. I don't think he said anything bad. All he said was he's here to protect AEW from him. And people have said a lot worse i don't really think he was wrong go no watch absolutely the people Kingston. definitely said a lot worse and go watch like, the eddie kingston promo go watch an mjf promo about punk an eddie kingston promo about punk they will tour into him page said a few lines that's all it's all has to do with Cole Cabana. it's all it has to do and Cole Cabana is friends with the elite and he's friends with adam page and Punk thinks that the elite is uh, spreading rumors to the media that uh, Punk got Cabana fired. That's what all this is about. Adam Page is only who, a part of it. But who, like, I don't, I just, I don't see how it all blew up like this. Like, to me, it just seems. It's because CM Punk. Yeah. Just because we're dealing with CM Punk. Because this is what Punk did, for those who could see my shirt. I'm wearing the Stone Cold shirt. Arrive, <laughs> raise yep. hell, and leave. That's, That's exactly what, what Punk did. That's exactly what he did. Anybody else, if if this wasn't CM Punk, this would – no one it, – it wouldn't have been blown out of proportion because we're dealing with CM Punk, and apparently he is sensitive of <laughs> – I guess to only certain people because he wasn't sensitive with Eddie Kingston. He wasn't sensitive with MJF and MJF brought up Cole Cabana in a promo. So I don't understand his gripe. I really don't. And listen, I'm not a, I'm not a punk and the elite are not personal favorites of mine. I enjoy their work in the ring. I think they're good performers, but it's just too much drama with all of them. It's it's just becoming ridiculous, and it's destroying AEW. Oh yeah, it, it, AEW AEW is a mess right now, and you know, it's 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 because it's because of Tony Khan in a way because oh, he allows yeah. that shit to happen. He's not he's not acting like a boss. That's why. You know if. Like, imagine I went on a rant and said that 
you know, the EVPs of my company are all fuckheads and could barely manage a fucking target. Like you get fired. Absolutely. Yeah. How listen and you know And he might be he might get fired. We don't know. I don't know what the deal with Punk is. Right now it sounds like he has an injury. He has a pec injury, so he's gonna be out no matter what. So I don't know what they're doing with Punk. I obviously he's suspended, but is he getting fired? What's I don't know. I don't know what's happening. You know you know how Tony Khan can be taken seriously? If if you want it, being that punk felt the need to air dirty laundry out in the middle, you know, of of the skirm, the press conference, whatever. Tony Khan needs to publicly fire him. There needs to be. I don't mean happen. like Vince McMahon style, but when I mean publicly, I mean it, it needs to not be just swept under the rug and be like, oh, you know, CM Punk has been he'll, released. He'll fire he'll, him. It, if they, if he actually fire goes through with firing him, it'll be a tweet. You know, we've come to terms with CM Punk, or we're, you know, we're letting him go, or something like that. It'll be a tweet, and then you'll never hear it. You'll never hear about CM Punk ever again in AEW, because if not for nothing, they didn't mention Punk or the Elite at all last night. They Which took him out I of the thought intro. was weird. I thought it was odd, but at the same time. I, these legal issues are what's, I think, keeping people more quiet because of this whole brawl that happened in the locker room. Obviously, everybody knows by now so there's a brawl in the locker room. <laughs> uh, it, Punk was in his locker room, and the elite come banging down his door, or at least that's what's being said. And I mean, rightfully it, so. I would be mad if somebody told me that I don't know what I'm doing and – um, we're just a bunch of idiots, and we don't even know how to run a target. <laughs> I think I'd be pretty mad. I, I don't know. And it, from the elite side, or at least as what's being reported, the elite are saying that they handled it much more professionally. And then once they got in that locker room, Punk started just started a ruckus. So I, you don't know who to believe at this point. Uh, All I know is Ace Steel bit Omega and pulled his hair and. Uh, one of the young bucks got knocked out and with a chair, and it's just a big mess. I had no idea who the fuck Ace Steel was. Nobody does. He grabbed that contract. Yeah, it, uh, two weeks ago, I couldn't even. If you asked me who Ace Steel was, I would have been like, "Who?" who? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Who? I'm still who? saying that. Who? I'm still trying to figure out who the heck he is, but I don't think we oh, need wow. to know anymore because he's probably out. <laughs> You know he's probably gonna get fired. He's suspended at least, but yeah, he's definitely gone. You can't be you can't be biting people and throwing chairs at people's heads. Definitely not. Jesus, no. So that's a that's just a catastrophe. But I one of the things from the scrum that's being lost in all this is um, Jericho. Yes, Jericho, I wanted to get into that. Go ahead, take it away. Jericho said something and it was right next to Tony Khan. He said, and this was all about the going into business for yourself. And he had the best quote. He said, you know, from where I came from working for Vince for 20 years, that would never have happened. It would, it wouldn't even have been a thing. And, you know, Tony, Tony Khan's just sitting there and I'm just like, Oh, I wonder what he thinks about that, that comment. Because, you know, Jericho saying then his current boss is right next to him. And, but, 
Jericho didn't tell a lie. It wouldn't have happened during Vince. No way. It wouldn't happen now. We even without now. Vince there. It, it just because WWE is ran by people that you know know what they're doing. At <laughs> least they know what they're doing, and you know are professional. Yeah. At least on at, camera. It, so, like, do you think that? I mean, they can't get rid of the Bucks and Omega. At this point, I it's 2022 in the wrestling world has been insane. So, I genuinely don't know if they get rid of the elite. There's gonna be some pissed off fans because the company is literally called All Elite Wrestling for yeah. a reason. Because you know, Omega and the Bucks and Cody. I mean, Cody's not there anymore, but they all created this. This is what this is their company. I mean, Tony Khan owns it. But this was their idea. This was, you know, their company that they built from the ground up. So I don't see how you can get rid of them, but you might strip them of the EVP titles. Like you know the, what? Of their of their EVP stature. If I'm them, it's either I come back as EVP because you know what? While Tony Khan may be the financial backing. Those guys, along with Cody and and you could say Jericho too, they're mm. the ones that really got AEW started. It was their oh, vision, yeah. it was their idea. Tony Khan is just some rich make a wish guy who has fucking money and is, you know, backing them up. Like, yeah. like for me, regardless of what happened after the scurrum. Punk is completely at fault for everything that he said. What what oh, Adam yeah. Page said in the ring, like he never mentioned. I don't think he did. He never mentioned Cole Cabana's name. All he did was, unless I, guess I missed Punk it. alluded to it. I guess I guess Page alluded to it, but he never came out and said Cole Cabana's name. Yeah, he he brought up you know how he was going to save AEW from Punk, and he brought up. The workers' rights line, which was, you know, like, you know, he said something like you always um, talk about workers' rights, but you're not doing anything to help it or something like that. Something along the lines of that. But there wasn't anything extreme. It just felt like they were selling a pay-per-view. They were selling – he was selling a pay-per-view match. I don't understand what the problem was. And he wasn't wrong either. (laughs) Page really wasn't wasn't wrong. No, and that's the problem with Punk. It's just everywhere he goes, he's the cancer. It's just, he's just the cancer of every company he goes to. This is not the first time this is something like this has happened where CM Punk just says, you know, complains and moans and groans. And it's just, it's getting so old. I, I think if I'm Punk, just go home. Really, just go home and get out of this whole wrestling stuff. If if this is how you're going to act, if you're going to act unprofessional and put a bad name on AEW, a bad name on Tony Khan, then just go. You know, leave wrestling alone at this point. I I agree. I I agree. And, you know, it's – he's a walking contradiction, CM Punk. Yeah, like, just... you know, he says he's straight edge. He doesn't drink, doesn't do drugs, but he'll drink coffee. 
there's caffeine in coffee. So you do drugs. Second of all, <laughs> second of all, you're going to sit up there and say that you work with children. And then you're going to cry, moan, bitch, yeah. and curse like a child yourself? Yeah, it was just so ridiculous. And it just makes it makes everybody look bad. It really does. And you know what? Punk is, big, punk is the biggest box office draw. And that's why it's so difficult to fire him. Because who, who, you know there's why? nobody that compares to him right now. Maybe MJF, he brings in numbers. Jericho... Danielson, Mox, maybe I, but nobody brings in numbers like him. Nobody, merchandise wise, viewership wise, he's their man, and that's a, that's a tough pathetic. loss for them. That's pathetic that this forty-five little bitch is is this brand new company's man. Like he's their guy, which to me makes no sense because he's a selfish piece of shit, and and it showed and it showed Fred. I don't I don't like CM Punk. I like him in the ring. I like what, like he like as a person. No, and I'm going based off that one interaction I, I of, had with him. A lot of people in AEW would agree with you. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what? At that point, you got to go. If he's your biggest draw. That's also your biggest problem because you started this company from the bottom up. You have opportunities to make anyone you want into a fucking star. Now with the booker that's in place. And that's the problem. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, yeah. Oh, the wrestlers write their own script. They write their own storylines. Listen, you, you can't do things like that. Like you think you think now in WWE with Triple H in charge that there's no promo no. scripts at all? I there's mean, there's bullet a... points, you know. Hey, there, uh, yeah. There's because you see the change. You see the change with people, you know, Drew McIntyre calling Roman the <laughs> the tribal queef. Dude, that would not have happened in March or April, but it could happen no. now because you're giving them a little a little leeway, which is. What just, WWE needs because they were so structured. AEW needs some structure and it needs to have, like, put Regal in charge. Yo, put Regal in charge. They have Shivan- Apparently, Shivani is Tony's right hand man. That's what I'm hearing. And I like I Tony Shivani. I like Tony Shivani, but you have Jim Rosson right next to him. Man, Jim Ross has been in that position before. He worked for talent relations and hired you know some what? of the best people in the world and brought in some of the best talent, hired Mick Foley and, you know, all these guys. And the you Hardy have boys. him sing, right? The Hardy Boys, Edge, all these people. And you pick Tony Schiavone over Jim Ross. Jim Ross is sitting right there. Maybe Jim Ross doesn't want to do it anymore. He's too old, but. I, I, I could see that. I could see Jim Russ not wanting to do it because even with his commentary, it sounds like he doesn't want to do it sometimes. He's but... done. He's done. He he knows all this is baloney. Oh, do you... he's also probably saying to Jericho, he goes, do you think this shit would happen with Vince or, or, or no. even Hunter? Jericho, no. Jericho said it himself. He knows that this stuff wouldn't be happening with Vince. And for some reason, he lets Tony Khan just you know, just let them do it. I don't know. It, it, people are saying that Jericho is now like the leader of the locker room. Well, 
You better start leading. <laughs> but you know what, though? How much can the guy do? You know, like, know, yeah. Tony's the boss. Jericho could say whatever he wants until he's blue in the face. But if but if Tony Khan is going to jump up and down like a stupid fucking fanboy when Samoa <laughs> Joe walks out and makes his debut, you sign the guy. You saw him in the back. It's you look bad. like an it's, idiot. You look yeah. like a fool. It's, it, it's just... The, the what bothered me the most was the faces during the scrum, when Punk is just going on this ridiculous rant, and he's just sitting there making faces and not saying anything. If that was Vince McMahon, he, Vince McMahon would have grabbed that microphone and would have threw it across the <laughs> across Absolutely. the room. And he, he would have stood okay. up and be like, "All right, um, everybody, thanks for coming. I appreciate it. Um, it. Do a little this, cut the mic." But Tony sitting there was like. It was like, you know, an adult watching their kid, a parent watching their kid play with matches. And then, like, they light the whole book on fire, and they drop it on the floor, and they're like, holy shit, the house is burning down. Yeah. But I'm going to sit here and stare at you because I love you and I'm obsessed with you. It's because he doesn't want he doesn't want to upset his box office star, and that's all what it comes down to. If, and Make a new star! Make a yes, new star! Yeah, yeah. and... I don't think Tony has the booking capabilities of doing that. Look at Get look at somebody like yeah, that's what I, well, Tony said he ain't gonna let anybody book his show but himself. Um look at somebody like Wardlow, what they've done to him. What they have done to him is like criminal. He was the biggest star at the start of this summer, he was the biggest star in wrestling. And then, like a two weeks later, he was just another guy on television, and that's what he is now. And you know, they try to get some of his um, get something back last night with having him have a squash match and then cut a promo. But yeah, they're gonna need a few more weeks of that. What was that. his promo about? What was his promo about? He went. He went on saying he hears people on the internet, you know, saying that he should do this and he should do that, but. You know, he's still Wardlow or something like that. Some, some along the lines of that. He hears the people whispering and saying stuff on the internet and about how, you know, he should do this and that. I don't know. But it, it, what Tony, what Tony has you know done what? is just so bad. So bad. If I'm, Wardlow, if I'm Wardlow, I'm picking up the mic and I'm cutting a promo like this. You know, I'm, how long has he been TNT uh, champion for? Since... Maybe June, July. So I pick up the mic and I'm like, you know what? I've been TNT champion since June, and every other title has been vacated more times than I defended this title on pay per view. All of a sudden, Tony doesn't care about the TNT title. So I don't know. He keeps making other titles, but then forgets that he has titles already. I don't know what he's doing. It just, it makes me just, I just want to shake him. I want to just be like, hello, are you awake? Like, you no, because because then he'll get more fucking brain damage because apparently that's what that's what he's suffering from. Because you had, like you just said, Wardlow was the biggest thing in wrestling. MJF was also the biggest thing in wrestling. Those could have been your two pillars to AEW. Those could have been your guys. Omega's established already. The Bucks are established already. Mox is, Brian is, uh, Jericho is. Even old man punk is. All of these are established guys. And I, mm-hmm. listen, I'll be the first to tell you, 
you know, seeing the XWWE guys, and I like MJF. I like the Acclaimed. Oh, Those would... Acclaimed are great. I love the Acclaimed. Great, and that match at... was fantastic. I have to go back and watch that because... You gotta go back and watch I'm that. I'm a big fan. And the fact that they didn't call an audible in that match and put the titles on them was just horrible. I The crowd wanted them to win. That would have been the pop of the night if they won that. And instead they go and have Swerve and Keith Lee, who are a makeshift tag team, win the belt. From where? Just, from where? where from WWE. From? Yeah, exactly. I mean, He's I know making, they're having a rematch, but... Uh, you know, for as big as a fan Tony Khan is a wrestling, it's astonishing that he doesn't understand the history. And people who don't understand history are doomed to repeat it. WCW, TNA. Uh, like, you know what? You know, you're gonna you know, you're gonna end up grouping AEW within those three. Within those two other companies, you know, I was thinking of you bring a good point. You know, I was thinking, I was thinking of Sting <laughs> and poor Sting. Sting saw WCW crumble to the ground and had chaos backstage. Then he goes to TNA, and that was a that was a mess. And he saw that company go under, and now he's in this company, and this company's in disarray. <laughs> and they, I mean, they're not going to go under, not yet, at least, but. Uh, poor Sting. <laughs> I feel so bad for him. He's anywhere he goes, it's just a mess. <laughs> Sting should have stayed in in WWE, especially Sting, now. Sting should have stood with his Legends contract and just yeah hung out. <laughs> I just stop, and you know it. it, it it's so complicated too because the same people. Who would be like, oh, enough with Goldberg and all Brock and all these part-timer guys are the same people who watch AEW and they're in love with Punk. They're in love with Mox. I don't care if you're there every single week. You're still – everyone's going to be a former guy. Oh, I want to say eight out of ten people, if you group them together, are going to be former guys from somewhere else. But- if you think about it, the only homegrown – talent that they have gotten over would be well mjf but he started an mlw but still it's he's an AEW product that they got over and maybe darby that might be the only two i mean warlow at this point i wouldn't put him in that category because they botched him up but those are may might be the only two people that they are homegrown AEW stars and that's about it. So I didn't. Not, I didn't know um, MJF with. Um, where was he from? You said MLW. Um, MLW. Mm-hmm. So like, and you never really hear that either. You don't even hear. Oh, he's a TNA guy. It's always their ex WWE guys. So well, ninety percent of their companies ex WWE guys. Then now they are. Yeah, but like MJF, Darby. Wardload, even even Britt, even Britt Baker, you know, like you, that could have been your four pillars to build your company around. Those could have been your four guys who you always associate with with AEW. Like when I think of Goldberg, I don't think of WWE. I think of WCW. 
yeah. Dudley Boys, while they dominated in WWE, I think of ECW. You know, even not for me, but even some people might even consider Hogan more W than WWE based off of when they started watching. You know, like I, yeah, a lot of kids that. now were, were 90 kids, so they didn't watch Hogan in 85 jumping up in the air, dropping leg drops on Piper. Yeah, so I like guess to them, to do when you start watching. What was that? I guess it has to do when you started watching. Right. You but, know. like, it's it's all up in the air. Like, Taker, without a doubt, WWE guy. Mm-hmm. Austin, Rock, all these guys, Triple H, WWE guys. Because WWE built them, even though they started elsewhere, WWE built them. With AEW, yeah. with it being so new, you literally could have did anything you wanted with any of these talents. Anything. There was I nothing was so holding excited you about Wardlow. I said, wow, this guy is going to be the next big time star. And it just went all downhill from there. I was just like, okay, they just made him. An- How do you fail that? It almost just... It, it writes itself. My mind. It, I, like, I... It, can you imagine, and I know people hate on him now, but can you imagine what Vince could have did with him? Can you imagine what Triple H could do with him? Hell, yeah. even a Paul Heyman. Can you imagine what a Paul Heyman could have done with Wardlow? And you, and they're just treating him. He was in a match with FTR, and FTR is another team that they just don't appreciate much. He was in a match with FTR against Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns at All Out. You stuck him in a six-man at all out, you didn't even have a a contender for the TNT title. You just stuck him in a six man. All the it bullshit was... matches they had before the show, you could have taken one of those guys and and gave him to Wardlow. Fifteen matches. We I had to suffer through fifteen matches on All Out, and I'll call them sick. I oh, it, All Out. It will just touch on it again. It was. If I had to rate it out of 10, I'd give it a 5. And I know some people that really liked it. it Why would you give booked, it a 5? It was booked horribly. It just, the booking of it made no sense. The, some of the matches just were dead. I, I, I was looking forward to Jericho and Danielson, and by the time I got to it, I was tired. I just didn't, I was tired, and I just... I, I couldn't. I got wrestling fatigue. I didn't want to watch any more wrestling. I just fifteen matches is way too long. Kind of reminded me of WrestleMania thirty five. Oh, I know. We were there. Not together, I was there. But we were there. That was terrible. I was there, freezing my butt off, watching a, a main event of Charlotte and Ronda and Becky. And, I knew and it takes away. Win. And it takes away from that when you're there for so yeah. long. You're like, did I really need to see Samoa Joe squash Rey Mysterio? No. Oh, that did that need horrible. to happen? I went to the bathroom for that. <laughs> you probably I need to get back the, in time. And I stood for the entrances entrances because just I wanted to see the entrances. And then I went to the bathroom. I didn't even care what happened during the match. But eh. And a good example of doing it right and you know less is more is Clash of the Castle. Clash of the Castle was fantastic. If anybody hasn't watched it, please. I want to get into it. that. It was a Clash of the Castle. You gotta go sit down and watch it. It was a great show. There was only like six or seven matches on it. They all had meaning. They all had a storyline. 
It was perfect. It was. And, and we're going to get into Clash at the Castle after. I just want to wrap up on AEW, take a quick break, and then we'll go into Clash at the Castle. But I know I keep saying it because I started watching the Attitude Era. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing. I At first, I was just doing Raw. And then I was like, you know what? The pay-per-views during that time weren't that bad. And, like, I'll be here where I am right now, sitting, working. And, like, I'll listen to the TV in the other room, you know, because I work from home. And, you know, I do a podcast. I'm not going to listen to a podcast. So, you know, I figured, let me watch. And then I could – I actually been jotting down some trivia questions, too. So, it's been – There we go. It's like it it works both ways. Yeah, get some questions out of it. The way that they built The Rock. The Rock went from die, Rocky, die Mm -hmm. to the nation to Rocky sucks to everybody eating out of the palm of his hand. The rise of The Rock, I feel like, needs to be studied more than the rise of, like, Goldberg. Like, the way Goldberg came into his thing. Because, like, with... And I'm going to say it again. The thing with The Rock. The thing with the Rockies, you'll never find somebody like him ever again. Rock and Austin. It's just hard. Rock, you know, even during that time, Ken Shamrock felt like a major fucking player during Mm -hmm. the Attitude Era. Major player. Right. Even though he won King of the Ring and that was like, I guess, a dud. It really wasn't because he was featured on every episode of Monday Night Raw. He was the Intercontinental Champion when Triple H was getting knee surgery. Just the way they built Ken Shamrock, a mid-card, right. he felt important. He's fighting Austin. You thought, holy shit, he could, he could almost – he could beat Austin. Fighting The Rock. He made The Rock tap out. So, like, for me, just to see how different guys back then were presented and pushed, you – I'm going to say the four people I said before because their names are bigger now in AEW than when they weren't. Britt Baker, Darby Allen, Wardlow, MJF. Those could have been your four guys. You could have built the women's division around Britt Baker better than you did. Well, Wardlow, Tony doesn't care about his. That's another thing. Tony doesn't care about his doesn't. women's division. And he basically came out and said it when he said Thunder Rosa that was know, fucked isn't up a draw. Too. And that was just horrible. And it shows too that he doesn't care about his women's division because last night Tony Storm had a know nothing match, nobody cared about, and the women were placed horribly on all out. Look at Darby Allen could have been could be your your main mid card guy or your big mid card guy because people like him. Orange Cassidy maybe, uh, but that needs a whole gimmick change. But Darby yeah. could have been your mid card guy, MJF and. Wardlow, your your two big main eventers, and Britt Baker as your women's champion, as the leader of the women. You could have did this, but instead, and it goes back to the Thunder Rosa giving up her title compared to Punk. In eight seconds. Eight, yeah, I, I saw that. Tony Khan made it clear, I want to say probably as soon as he opened the doors to AEW, that one of his goals was going to get Punk get punk back to wrestling let yeah. punk love wrestling again well, punk don't love wrestling as much as he fucking loves himself loves and the money that wrestling gives him that's the problem listen 
you know, and I'm loving, I am loving that all these old Triple H punk promos from 2011 are he was coming right. back. He, he was, was 100% right. right. And whether or not there was real heat at the time between them, because we know there was afterwards, it's starting to look at, like, should we have been chanting CM Punk for five fucking years every time we're in Chicago, every time uh, Steph is in the did. room? Like, <laughs> I never did. I didn't care. Listen, it's a cool chant. It has a cool ring. CM Punk. CM like maybe Punk. Like, like maybe great. a few weeks. Like maybe the first month when he was gone, and then after that, I was like, all right, whatever he's gone. <laughs> Dude, listen, I would be at house shows. You know, the woo walking into MSG was matched with CM Punk. This is the guy that you fucking wanted back. This is the savior of wrestling, Mister Straight Edge, Mister More Bitter Than Brett Fucking Hart. CM Punk. Well, he idolizes Bret Hart, so maybe that's why he he's bitter like him. They're both fucking miserable people. They're miserable. miserable. Meanwhile, CM... Bret showed up. At, he, Bret was in the crowd, and they showed him for a class of the castle. So he shouldn't. I guess he's not that bitter. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand anything. It's... Bret acts like he hates everybody, but then shows up. And, especially triple. Especially hates he hates Triple H. He never yeah. has anything good to say about Triple H. But you know what Triple H, H does. He doesn't give a shit because he does like no. what MJF said last night. Triple best H does what's best for business. Yeah. Tony Khan does what's best for his little fucking childhood ego or whatever it may be, his inner child, to where he goes, Oh, we missed punk for eight years. Let's bring back <laughs> CM Punk. Like You know what? I'll say this. It was a good idea in the beginning. I was excited to see Punk. I was like, okay, let's see what happens. Maybe he's changed. And then as time went on, it just, you know, you saw the writing on the wall. I, when I, when I saw this happen, I wasn't surprised. I was like, oh yeah, that seems about right. <laughs> yeah. Same. I, I wasn't surprised at all when he was going seems off. Right. I, I just didn't understand what caused it. Like nothing. I, I, I think I'm still nothing. a little confused by no, it. it. Nothing caused it. Punk just decided, okay, I'm going to let all this off my chest right in front of everybody. Which, if I'm MJF, I'm like, fuck you, bro, because this, you know, it's it's like how the summer of punk was ruined when, like, he lost the title or, like, lost to Kevin Nash or whatever. Right. The fall, as in season, not, like, little term, but, like, this could have been MJF's, like, fall slash winter. You know, summer's done I with still could the summer be. off. It's it could be. Punk's gone. The Elite's gone for now. You know what? I mean, it, MJF it, lit it up last night. So maybe he, he did be. light it up. He did. And, and I liked what he said, that he works smarter, not harder. So he's not going to enter the tournament, and he's going to save his chip for when he's yeah. good and ready. I which it, it, it's literally it's literally the money in the bank. It's yeah, money it's the, the money in the bank, only in chip form and circular yeah. form. But... I think they did it. The dynamite last night was first half hour was really good. And then it kind of died off. Well, the page and Danielson match kind of picked up. I think they did a good job moving forward, but then again, you, at some point we're going to need to know what's happening with, the, <laughs> with the EVPs and punk and what the end result here. So I'm sure we'll find that out soon. And, and, and here's the thing, too, which I agree with you why it needs to be addressed. Because, listen, Dave Meltzer tweeted out or, you know, he broke the news that I'm pretty sure it's him. 
that the elite were suspended. Obviously, they were they were stripped. They were. That's yeah. what the rumor is: is that the elite, the the Bucks and and Omega were suspended, which is why yeah. they were stripped of the titles. Right. But yeah. you didn't hear anything about Punk or 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 Ace Steel, whatever, Ace Steel, whoever I the think, fuck that is. Yeah, he's. I think I, he's on the suspended list. I think they're trying maybe to decide whether he's. Fired, you know, or just suspended. Punk, the same thing. They don't, you know, that right now everybody's just suspended and we'll find out what happens. I guess once the investigation is over, because there is an in-house investigation going on with all of this. So I guess once that's over, we'll find out truly the outcome of everybody. To put it, to put a nice bow on this. Yeah. What do you think? should happen like okay two questions if you were tony khan what would you do and as a fan what do you think should happen if i was tony khan well i would have obviously stripped them of the titles which he did which good for him and i think i fire punk fire ace steel because i don't even who cares and suspend Keep the elite suspended for a little while. Bring them back maybe after a few months till the heat dies down. And I would sh- I would strip them of the EVP title. I, I wouldn't. Ma- I I just don't like the fact that the competitors and the wrestlers have that much power. I just thing doesn't sit right with me with that. So I would do that. I would fire Punk. Suspend the elite for a little while and take away their EVP stature, and that's what I would do. I, I, that seems reasonable. If if I was Tony Khan, I would I would probably first of all, if I was Tony Khan, I would hope someone would see how I was behaving and probably check me to a fucking mental hospital because <laughs> I think that's where I belong. But uh, for this scenario. If I'm Tony Khan, I suspend I suspend everybody. The elite and Well, everybody is. Well, I, I would suspend the Bucks and Omega probably just, just for the month. Take the rest of the month off, cool off, take a couple of weeks, and Ace Steel, listen, I'm I'm gonna put it this way. If no one knows who you are. That means you haven't contributed anything to keep your job, and you're probably not that good. No one ever said, oh, wow, that was a great match. Who produced it? Oh, that was Ace Steel. He's, oh, he's wow, basically, He has a job because he's Punk's friend, and he was his, the first trainer of CM Punk. That's Fired. why he has a job. That's Fired. the only reason. So just fire him. Fired. Yeah. Fired. And then him. CM Punk. I'm like, you know what, CM Punk? If I'm Tony Khan, I'm like, you like the theatrics? You like to put on a show? I'll put one on for you. CM Punk, you're fired. There you He's go. done. Go yeah. home, bang your schizo fucking wife, and then and then that's it. Because you haven't contributed anything positive to the wrestling community since you left after the 2014 Royal Rumble. I just See find ya. it funny. I Adios. find it funny how some people are saying, well, maybe he'll go back to WWE. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? please. I was like, please, no. I don't know. Triple H, number one, would never do that in a million years. 
and that's not happening. That's never going to happen. He 2022 burns, is wild, but not that wild. He burns every fucking bridge that he had left well, Sunday night. Burned, yeah, done. unless, unless done. he wants to go to Impact. <laughs> He's done. He wants to he's, go to impact listen, in front of ten people, but he's he's done. I don't. Yeah. As a listen, I I as a I don't like him. Obviously, <laughs> if anyone's <laughs> no. listening for the past hour, I, like I don't I don't like. I mean, he's not one him. of my personal favorites either. I you know, I liked him during that anti-authority um, feud with WWE. I liked him then. And I liked him in AEW with the MJF stuff, but other than that, it's just I could do without him. I don't really care. I enjoy his work, but not I, to this point. I liked him up until the moment that I met him in Boston, and ah, so you're scarred you know, by, pers- I, <laughs> by a personal experience. Because you know, it just rubbed me the wrong way. Because I, I, I yeah. didn't have a bunch of bullshit in my hand. Hey, can you sign this? All I wanted was to say That's hey punk, though. and get a punk. picture. And, and you know what? He, take take the CM out because that's all he is. is a gigantic fucking punk. There He's you go. a punk. That's it. He talks I shit. I ain't crazy about him. Calling three people out. And what what do you think was going to happen? Like, what did you and then he says, was going to happen? Uh, the best part of that is, well, if I'm going up and down a locker room and you have a problem with me, tell me about it. Well, they tried, but you hid in the locker You hid in your locker yeah. room and shut the door and you wouldn't let them in. Oh, my. Uh, it's just ridiculous. But all right, all right. You know let's what? Move we, on. Let's yeah, move on we talked about this way way too long. We got to take yeah. a commercial break real quick. <laughs> I got to write down the time so I can make sure that I put it in the right spot. That's what she said. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna take a quick break. We're done talking about this bitch, and then I want to get into Clash at the Castle and I guess Monday Night Raw after. Yeah, we could talk a little bit about it. Yeah. All right, guys, hold on a second. We will be right back. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. And we're back! Oh, All right. Oh. Hello, everyone. Thank you for staying. Thank you for joining. We are the Wrestling Addicts. We are back, and we will not be talking about CM Punk anymore. Instead, <laughs> Please I, no. I'm going out on a limb, and I'm going to say we're now going to talk about the better pay-per-view slash PLE no. that happened this, this past weekend. And that is WWE Clash at the Castle. Yeah, it, this coming from somebody that watched it all and did coverage onto this was 
definitely the better pay-per-view, definitely the better show. It made sense. Yes. All the matches had meaning. I, I I ended that show off wanting to watch more. And that's Thank always you. what you need. That's always what you need in wrestling. Uh, you know, all out, I was happy it was over. It should have been over, you know, an hour before it did end. But um, Classic Castle was great. You know, all of the match of the night, and I did a top five list too of the whole weekend. Sheamus and Gunther. That was, I'll remember that one. That, that, that might have been the match of the weekend. Of oh, I'll, no, that I'll, was the match of the Match For me, that was the match of the weekend. I had a top five, and I put it at number one. That was phenomenal. I didn't want to see it end. It was so good. That was the best Sheamus match I've ever seen. And I ain't even that big of a Sheamus fan. But, wow, that was that was just unbelievable. The The whole Imperium reuniting thing. Oh, yes. Was perfect. Oh, and then the match itself was Five out of five. I mean, it just is nothing else you could say. It was just unbelievable. Friends of mine wanted, like, oh, hey, you want to do a Labor Day barbecue? And I'm thinking, I'm like, I could do that. I'm, they're like, all right, cool. I'm like, cool. I'm like, what day you think? And I'm like, Sunday, Monday. They're like, now we're busy. Saturday. I'm like, I'm like, sorry. <laughs> I'm like, Saturday, <laughs> I'm watching Clash at the Castle. And listen, I get, you know, they were overseas. They were across the pond. But like, UK crowd me, was fantastic. Love it. I love the crowd. I love the start time. One o'clock. It was over by, I think, 4.30. Yeah, then we went so 4.30. Amazing. Like I still had the rest of my day, the rest of my night. It was, it wasn't too long. It was, and the match, the match flow was, I think was perfect. I think it flowed oh, really it, good. It, fantastic. I enjoyed it a lot. It, it was probably one of my favorite pay-per-views of the year. It, it just, I mean, it's so hard to get off the uh, Sheamus and Gunther match because you could tell that they were in a fight. They were just beating the hell out of each other there. Yeah. At one point, Seamus's chest was like beat red. It looked like it was like a piece of meat. I mean, it's just, <laughs> Oh, it's such a good Gunther is very high on my list right now. And yeah. I know some people were saying, Oh, Seamus should have won. Cause you know, the crowd would have popped for him. No, that's not, you have to look at the bigger picture and Gunther was a part of that bigger picture. And with Imperium back now, that's just – I can't wait for that. If um, if Gunther was champion for like maybe nine, ten months, I could see them doing that. But yeah. the way Triple H is presenting the Intercontinental and United States Championships – Oh, phenomenal! Amazing job. It, it, they're important again. The matches are important. You're not just having, you know, contender matches to where they're losing as the champion and then they win their title. It's just everything is perfect, and it's just lining up the right way. He's done a great job. The 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 Sheamus Gunther match was just so good. It was so physical. You and you know what you thought maybe Sheamus might win. I you know I, it's I, the last one he needs. Yeah, for Grand Slam, and it's 
you know, I didn't want him back. I didn't want him to win just because Gunther's such on a roll. You want Gunther to continue. You know, he's a part of some big plans. So, um, yeah, I didn't see Sheamus winning, but it's just it matched matched the weekend for me. But um, the then you had well, obviously Drew and Roman main event, and that was I think on my top five list, it was number two. That was. Uh, just a great – if I'm comparing main events, you know, Moxley and Punk was good. It was um, – it, it's in my top five for the weekend, but it ain't over Drew and Roman. Drew and Roman was – oh, my God. It was so, – they, the, they had that crowd in the palm of their yep. hands. I was just, just going to say that. And listen – I'm, I'm watching it. My wife's. My wife even started sitting down. My wife even said she's not even a, a big a big fan. She doesn't watch it all the time. She even goes, "Wow, that Sheamus and that other guy." She goes, "Who's that other guy?" I'm like Gunther. She goes, "Well, that's a stupid name." I'm like, "I'm like, that, I'm like that's a different story." <laughs> that's a different story. But she even said that that match was great, and she was with me for most of the pay per view. She goes, "This is this may be one of the best pay per views that she's watched because it just flew." by and it was good it was really good the crowd i honestly thought at one point in time that drew was gonna win oh me too when they when he hit that last claymore i was like oh my god drew's gonna win and then obviously solo sokoa at the end drags out the referee which I, i at the time i wasn't crazy about it just because not everybody knows who Solo Sokoa is, you know, and I, I guarantee you some of the people in that crowd was like, oh, wait, was that one of the Usos? Yeah. I guarantee you some people in the crowd thought like, oh, one of the Usos just cost through the match. Like, I don't know if everybody knows who Solo Sokoa is, but at, they will tomorrow. A, they will tomorrow. Once a, they want, once a few, you know, hours went by, I was like, okay, it makes more sense. It's a huge debut for Solo Sokoa. I'm always going to forget him now. So, yeah, it made sense after a while. And that's the perfect way to look at it because this is their first stadium event in the UK, you know, in 30 years. Yeah. Right. So, like, it's yep. – and from what I heard, it's going to be a yearly thing to where they I better be. It better be. Which, which is crowd. good. Get the fuck out of Saudi Arabia and, and go to the UK. Enough with this – crown oil bullshit get uh, out of there it, it's done with you know hopefully I, the contract that they have with fucking prince ali is not that fucking long and I they could get know. out of there asap because listen and it, i have I, it's not where they go it's the crowd that's there is a bunch of fucking camels and people who are in wrestling fans so it's like what are you doing you're better I, off yeah. going back to the Thunderdome and putting those LED screens back up. You'll get a better <laughs> reaction. But for me, uh, that UK crowd was just fantastic, and it better be a yearly thing. Fans. Hell, they should put a WrestleMania there. I'm saying that that they should have a WrestleMania be in the UK. I am all for a 1 p.m. start time WrestleMania. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But back to um. But- Two days at one o'clock, I'm done. I'll go. I'll go. I'll fly <laughs> to the UK. I'm like, holy shit, one o'clock? Hey, like, listen, that's great. UK is having a tough day today. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. RIP to the queen. 
R.I.P. Not, Queen. Not, not Queen Charmel. Yeah. Or Queen Charmel. Not Queen Zelina. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got to write that down real quick. I want to talk about that before we finish. Um, but what I want to say about Solo, I like that he debuted. It was a big thing for him. And I think it could lead to like a Sami Zayn solo feud, which would be good. Maybe. But, like, honestly, you know what? That's the thing, though. So much could happen. It could either be Sammy and Solo. You know, I know Owens is Sammy on and Raw. Sammy and KO. Yeah, his... I'm thinking Sammy and KO are going to be the ones that take the Usos belts. I think so. I think so. I think that would be good. This isn't a thing where you can just, um, uh, like, you don't need an established tag team to take the belts off. Or, or I'm sorry. You don't need an up-and-coming tag team to take the tag titles off them. I think KO and Sammy will be the best ones to take those titles off the Usos. And then maybe Solo could go for, like, I don't know, the U.S. or the IC title. Down the line, obviously, earn it. But there's just so much that can be done. And I love that they added him to the bloodline. And I can't wait to hear the story. Yeah. Because, you know, his thing in NXT was that they all left him behind, that he's solo. So I don't know if there's going to be a name change or whatever, but you know what? Solo, because you know why he's solo? Because we're the ones. Like, there's literally so much that you could do. And with Triple H in charge, I have a feeling that this kid is going to have a really, really promising career with his brothers and cousins. I could see it. Um, Roman winning was the right needed. move. It was necessary. It was, it was needed. It was. There's big things coming for him, and I think we know what those big the big things are. Um, but yeah, you smell that. I don't know. Yeah, what's that? But um, it smells like it smells like someone's cooking. <laughs> yeah, I wonder who. Um, but uh, yeah, he had to win that match. I Drew. It would have been great to see Drew win, but eh, in the long run, you need Roman needed to win. He needed to win. I know that crowd wanted to see him win. Hey, I even wanted to see him win after a while. I wanted to see that big pop, but eh, no, business wise, my... Roman needs to win. I, I my pointer was in the air <laughs> every time Roman had a pin. I was like, get it, and then you know Drew kicked out. Yeah. Great match. Hey, Riddle and uh, Riddle and Seth was great. Um, Seth Rollins, okay. Seth Rollins is the MVP for the year, while oh, Roman yeah. is, you know, the fucking man right now. He might be PWI's number one. I think be. Rollins has to be like a one A or like a number two because he's unbelievable in in wrestling. Wins That's why the whole matter. Obviously. That Monday Night Messiah crap was just so horrible. I'm happy they they have they got got away from that, and now they're just to you know Seth Rollins just being a badass. He doesn't even have a gimmick anymore. He's just no, he's just Seth Rollins. He's just <laughs> Seth Rollins, and, yeah. and I love it because it's even though he lost like five pay per view matches in a row, I think this is his first pay per view win since. January. Um, it's been when, a while. when he did yeah. the shield. 
when he came out yeah. for the Shield. He won by DQ. Yeah, by DQ against so Roman. That's right. This is his first pinfall victory on a pay per view, probably since last year, and he hasn't lost any momentum. He dropped nice. three in a row to Cody, and no one batted an eye like, "Oh, Rollins isn't a, a quality contender." If they still Rollins, wanted him to win Money in the Bank. If Rollins and Cody is not rivalry of the year, then I don't. Then who? Then it has who? To be. <laughs> it has to be. It was just oh, so oh, amazing. It would be. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to mention his name. We spent too much time. I'm not going to mention yeah, his name. Yeah, please. Oh God, not again. But, but um, um, yeah, yeah it was well, great. Rollins is great. Great match. Um, I called. Listen. I should have tweeted it, but I'm sitting. I'm sitting with my wife. I'm like, I'm like, oh, he's gonna hit the stomp from the top rope. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, that's gonna be fucking crazy. But I'm like, top rope stomp. He did it from the second rope. So like, I kind of, yeah. I kind of yeah. felt it. I kind of called it, and and it's the it's the little things, and it's the mm-hmm. little things that I love and I appreciate in wrestling because it just ties everything together. He did the t- he did the stomp from the second rope. To me, that made Riddle look strong. Yeah, Even though he I mean, lost Riddle looked great. Yeah, because Seth like, oh, needed that win. Oh, Seth, Seth needed, needed the win. win that. Seth needed the win for sure. And Rollins did. I'm Riddle. Excuse me. Didn't look weak at all. Yeah. The fact that that he kicked out of the pedigree. I think a, uh, the normal stomp he kicked out of that. The pedigree that surprised me kicking him out of that because me too. You, you know who's in charge, and I know I started looking in the back. I'm like, like, I'm like, yo, he's yeah. Triple H. Like the Triple H peek out, like what? But yeah, that one surprised me a bit. I was like, ooh, I'm, it's not Triple H's yeah. pedigree. That's why Triple H's yeah, pedigree, just the pedigree is, the, in is the finish. I was just surprised. I was surprised. I was like, wow. Me too. All right, all right. That's that's all right. He's like, people kick out of his move. But for great matches, but for the Gunther and Sheamus match alone, oh, that's number one. Yeah. go watch it. If you did not watch Clash yeah. at the at the castle, do yourself a favor. There's nothing on tonight, wrestling-wise. Go no. watch it. It's definitely worth it. And um, did you want to touch anything else on, on Clash? Yeah. Um, Dominic Mysterio turning on Edge and uh, Ray. Oh, that, that was, was a clash! Holy shit, I forgot yeah, about that. That was, yes. that, was big. that was big. They had a nice segment on Raw about it. They're having Edge. Edge. I thought that's right. Edge and Dom versus. That'll be next week. Um, yes, Raw. and before we get into Raw, because I just have to get in one last uh, commercial break. When. Edge and Rey Mysterio won. I was like, I'm like, Judgment Day's buried. I'm like, they're buried. I'm like, it, it doesn't make, like, to me, I'm like, it didn't make sense. Like, right in the moment, it was a knee-jerk reaction. I knew it had to happen. I'm like, I, because you know what? For me, if Dom's going to turn, cost him the win. Yeah. You know, like, like, why did Edge and Rey Mysterio have to win? Did they win it had for, to, for, the, they, for the fans? They had to win because it felt the Dom turn more unexpected like if if, if dom just if dom just helped the judgment day win that would come in kind of lame so it, it was more of a True. shocker to do it after the match and 
I liked how they did it. I liked how they did it. And yeah. by the way, Edge is super over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're singing a song. On this day, which I see song. clearly. Um, yeah, Edge is, Edge is over like nobody else's right now. I, um, I did like it after I, like, came back down. Like, like it's because everything happened so fast. I'm like, oh, just what they lost. I'm like, they're buried. What are they doing? They need to add people not to, and stop losing. And then once Dom is in the ring, my wife's like, he's going he's gonna to attack them. I'm like, what? And mm-hmm. then he kicked that right in the dick. I was like, yep. <laughs> I was like, whoa. That clothesline. Like, yeah, right. called it, Bob. I was like, holy that shit. Clothesline, he, that clothesline. That clothesline to Ray was stiff. Ray had to say something like, you One, better knock me out. <laughs> 100%. He probably said, if you're going to do this, do it the right way. Yeah. And it and made him look great. It made him look great. It, he definitely did. So all these things we're saying, do yourself a favor. Go watch Class at the Cash. I, I have a top five. I have a top, top five. five for people. If you haven't seen it on Twitter, number one, Gunther and Seamus. Number two, Roman Reigns and Drew. Number three is the Trios Championship with Kenny Omega and the Bucks versus Dark Order and Adam Page. That was a great match. Um, number four, Carmella Hayes and Ricochet. I was go if you're gonna watch anything on NXT Worlds Collide, go watch that match. It was fantastic. And then my fifth match was Punk and Moxley, just for the story they told and you know the psychology of that match. It was pretty good. So that's my top five for the long weekend of wrestling. <laughs> so make sure you guys go check out Sal's top five. Um, great matches from a great weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have just a little more we want to cover, and I'm going to take another quick and short commercial break, and then we'll wrap up a few roster moves that happen on Raw and AEW. Mm-hmm. Hold on, and we will be right back. And we're back! All right, thank you for coming back. This is the last thing that we have to discuss. And, you know, you mentioned uh, Black before. Uh, Was it officially released that Malachi Black, a.k.a. Alistair Black, was released from AEW? Yes, that is a report out there. He is done. And mostly... From what I am hearing, due to mental health, so he's he's having some problems. So he's obviously he has to, uh, you know, we wish him the best and yeah, absolutely you know, fix all of that and you know get to a good place. But um, yeah, he's done, and it's really just a shame because he, oh my god, he came into AEW on fire. He had just with the Cody Rhodes say. Uh, feud he had to start was fantastic and then it just all went downhill from there it felt like it just i don't know i don't know what happened creatively i think it just it didn't work out with the house of black and i wasn't crazy when he did that with the whole house of black stuff because he's better off as a single yeah and i it went downhill after the Cody feud, and it's a shame because the Cody feud was great, and it made Malachi Black like a million bucks. 
And then and like, shortly after that, it was just like, all right. He's in and even the way he came in, too, because, like, WWE fucked up. And, yep. you know, he had a 30-day instead of a 90-day no-compete. Yeah. So, like, his, you know, debut in AEW was really unexpected. Two months right. earlier, unexpected. And then, like, just the way he's been booked, the rumor is that he's going through a divorce from Zelina. I read somewhere. Oh, I didn't even hear that one. I mean, I hope it's not true because it's like, you know, go love. But it just it's unfortunate that coming out more, it's more negative that's coming out from AEW than the positive that and we had a year there's ago. No, so it's, there's no positive. There's no positives with AEW right now. I mean, they put on a good show last night, but yeah, nothing is coming out good, but I think we do have some good news, but on the other side. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? It's It was rumored for a couple of days leading up to Monday. And then, you know, there's a fatal four-way tag team championship uh, number one contenders match on Raw. Yep. Middle of the match. All of a sudden. <laughs> fucking Braun Strowman. Yep. Makes as much, dude. Okay, so Braun Strowman debuted on Raw. Leading up to it, there were the rumors all over Twitter that he was signed and he was going to be on Raw, and everyone on Twitter was like, "Why? Why? Why?" It didn't work out. He can't it's past his prime. The, can't listen to the IWC, dude. <laughs> Please, terrible. you gotta ignore it. Gotta ignore it. Me, I, I like Braun. I like a guy like that him. size. You could easily repackage and make people forget about what happened because that's what Triple H is doing with Cross. He did, he's doing it with Karrion Cross. That pathetic Monday Night Raw uh, run that he had, that short run Cross, everybody's forgetting about it. While Braun obviously was on the main roster longer, had title World runs. champion, yeah. He was the universal champion. Yeah. It was he a go, he, what do you mean? Be Goldberg. They had yeah. beat Goldberg. I mean, it was at the PC WrestleMania, but still about to beat him. I like still be Goldberg. Yeah, you still be Goldberg. I, I, like, I like Braun. And apparently, what? So the Twelve thousand <laughs> other people liked him. I don't know how many people in the arena, but that that ovation was the place. Wow, I, erupted. The place erupted for him. Holy shit, that was awesome. I was I'll be out. honest. I wasn't expecting that much of a re- I wasn't expecting that. I was like, wow, that crowd just went and like I said, it's like Stone Cold just came out or something. They went crazy. It, I I didn't expect it. I'm laying down on the couch, I'm watching it. I'm like, this is honestly a cool tag team uh match. I'm like It was good. I'm like, I guess the brand split no one cares about. Because two are from SmackDown, two are from Raw, but yeah, nobody. I mean, I don't really give a shit about that. Nobody, nobody. It just that's all. They'll get to a draft at some point. Yeah, it's for me. That was like whatever. But then, like his music hit, and he laid everybody out. Yeah, he tripped. Big whoopty fucking do. I didn't even notice it to be honest. I honestly, I didn't notice it either. It wasn't. Thank God the camera, the hard camera, didn't get it, but. Hey, like Batista tripped in WrestleMania 35. <laughs> yeah. <Remember>? Like, oh, <laughs> he tripped coming in the ring. Yeah. 
go laugh at him. But for me, um, damn. But for me, it's I like it. I like to see where it's going. You know, he's going to be on SmackDown Friday. He's going to be part of the SmackDown brand. So, literally, it Triple H is going to take care of us. Let's see who gets these hands. Yep. And then it's funny because I saw people on Twitter. They're like, "Why would he interfere in a tag team match? Like, what was the point it, of even having that?" I think it was to, to just have him beat up as many people as he can. <laughs> yeah. Just then people are like, like yeah. yeah, and like the IWC, like, oh, well, now the tag team division's buried because one uh, guy took out eight people. You know a great way to recover from this would be? Triple H is back in charge. One month from today, I think, is Extreme Rules. It's in Philly. Bring back the tag team title TLC match. Put those four teams in there with the Usos and give us a banger. That that would be cool. I know it's not going to happen, but like I tweeted that out. I'm like, yo, wouldn't that be cool if we get a TLC tag match again? Because yeah. Braun laid everybody out. But like, if if those same four teams have a match on SmackDown tomorrow and Braun does the same thing again, then it's, it's like, come on, yeah, like do well, something the- with them. Have them- They should do something different. But, um, yeah, we have Johnny Gargano on Monday. He'll be making his in ring yeah. return. That's um, cool. We got Edge versus Dom on Monday. So the excitement is in the air. And I'm it, sure it, we're, I'm sure we're going to find out maybe sooner rather than later when, uh, what happens with all this punk and, yeah. Who? Who? And... who? Wait a minute. Yeah. Who? 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 Fuck that guy. Who? <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I. You know what? I guess it would depend on what happens from now until Monday to see if we'll have a Monday show. But um, if you're interested in wrestling trivia, maybe we could do that on Monday, guys. Yeah. Um, you know, lots could happen. Lots has been happening, but. We are over our time. It's now dinner time. And yes, my wife is. is looking at me with her hands crossed, tapping her foot. That means to wrap it up. That means wrap it up. <laughs> um, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Um, and we are the Rassel and Addicts. And we will see you. Whoops, one second. Sorry, little little technical difficulties. Just trying to make this the best podcast ever. Thanks for joining. We will see you guys on Monday. Make sure you subscribe to uh, the YouTube channel. Check out us on Spotify, Apple, anywhere you can find the podcast. Anywhere you can find us. That's where we are. Catch us on Twitter. And we hope to see you guys next time. See you guys later.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 